0: Welcome to the Showbiz Podcast with Robert Rebaia and your host for this week, Joey coley Sari. This week on the Showbiz Podcast. Whether or not you've heard of Robert Rebaia, you've undoubtedly seen his work in some form or another. Robert Rabia is an award-winning Australian artist who has been nominated for an Australian Film Institute, Australian Academy of Cinema and Television Arts Award, Inside Film Award, Equity Ensemble Award, and won Best Actor at the Monaco Film Festival, Best Writer at the Australian Writers Guild, and Best Writer at the National Literary Awards, as well as receiving a distinction at the First Screen Producers Association of Australia Film Market and a Spark Award. He has appeared in some of this nation's best-loved films and television shows, such as Chopper with Eric Banner, face-to-face with Vince Colosimo, Deadline Gallipoli with Sam Worthington, Ali's Wedding with Don Hanney, as well as coming off the critically acclaimed television series Safe Harbor with Ewan Leslie, Phoebe Tonkin, Leanna Walsman, Jacqueline McKenzie, Nicole Shamoon, Joel Jackson and Secret City with Anna Torv, and the upcoming feature below with Anthony LaPaglia and Ryan Corr. In this episode, Robert Rabiah talks about his experiences making movies and television shows with so many iconic Australian artists, the process involved, and the -the behind-the-scenes moments we don't often get to see. So pull up a seat and listen in. Robert Robaya, welcome. Let's jump right in. I've known you for a long time, but I've never asked. When was your first time on a set, and was it an intimidating experience?
1: Um... Well, actually, it was two projects, Joey, and, and, and you know I was fortunate enough to land at the same time. Um, one was Neighbors, you know, the enduring Aussie favorite, and mandatory training ground for a lot of actors like you know Guy Pearce, Kylie Minot, Chris Hemsworth, uh, etc, where I played a triathlete uh, called Spiro Pilates, and uh, Spiro was the main rival to, to Daniel McPherson's Joel Samuels. And the other project was a series called Tribe, which was filmed up in North Queensland by director George Miller. Um, And in that, I played a fantastical pirate called Raúl. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Look, was it intimidating? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I remember being more uh, uh, excited than, than than nervous. Yeah, Um, You know, I was fresh out of acting school from the Beverly Hills Playhouse under the um, uh, tutelage of the late, great Milton Katsalas. And, um, you know, all you wanted to do was play your craft. Um, So, you know, I I, I also remember being super focused. And the, um, yeah, look, the cast on both productions couldn't have been nicer, which always makes it a great environment to create, as you know. And, you know, I recall on Neighbours, for example, Daniel was very... uh, uh, welcoming and, and always quick to help me out with the triathlete side of things. Yeah, know? right. Um, as we did a lot of our own stunts. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was very cool. I mean, I th- it, you know, from, from memory, he was actually a triathlete before securing the gig on Neighbours, which is helpful.
0: Yeah, it's definitely very
1: helpful. First-hand knowledge. Yeah, no, it was great. And, you know, on the set of Tribe, um, because we had spent two or three months up in North Queensland, you know, in the tropical wilderness, essentially – uh, which is where we were filming. Um, yeah, look, I think the cast formed quite a close bond. Uh, and I genuinely learnt a lot from the veteran actors like Americans Tao Penglis and Joanna Cassidy um, and Aussie's Nadine Garner and Rachel Blakely. Um, yeah, look, looking back, it was quite a fun first time on set, to, to, to be honest, and not intimidating at all.
0: Wow. What happened after that? Did it lead to more work?
1: Um, yeah, look, absolutely. Look, guest roles led to big roles and so on. Um, but my first big break was in the, uh, Andrew Dominic directed film Chopper starring Eric Banner. Yeah, look, I played a character called Nick and Nick was loosely based on several real life characters, um, an amalgamation of sorts, uh, I mean, that was an experience and it certainly didn't come naturally, but, you know, as they say, good art is sometimes laboured. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And look, and that was certainly a labour of love for, um, you know, director Andrew Dominic and Eric Banner alike, Mm. uh, which made it easier, I guess, for the rest of the cast and crew to buy in. Yeah, right. Um, But look, what I really liked most was the comedic angle they took with the film. Mm. Um, It was a versive comedy almost that made you think about the darker nature of the subject matter
0: yeah and to address something so viscerally violent with humor goes against the grain maybe but he had such a gregarious character that to not address that would be such a disservice
1: yeah look it to- totally absolutely you know and, and and it made you think about the darker nature of the subject matter yeah, without you sure. even realizing that you were thinking about it yeah right but yeah look after that film was released you know my schedule was, was certainly a, a little busier and it got even busier after the release of the Michael Reimer directed film Face to Face, um, which received, yeah. you know, like from memory it received something like over 40 international awards. Oh, and, wow. And, yeah, yeah. It was quite amazing. And as you said in the intro, you know, I was fortunate enough to receive my first AFI AACT nomination, which then took me to Los Angeles for a period of time.
0: And what was Hollywood like?
1: was Hollywood like? Um... Representation, uh, auditions, acting classes, walk-on roles, movie premieres. I mean, it was it was great, yeah. um, but at the same time, never ending. You know, I think you know the highlight for me was rubbing shoulders with you know uh, the million-dollar baby herself. Who I'm a big fan of Hillary Swank, and <laughs> wow. that, that, that that was very cool. And Ben Affleck as well, who's a great bloke. And um, look, yeah, yeah, and 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 certainly. Um, It certainly made it easier for me personally as there was like an influx of Aussies um, whilst I was over there. So it was a lovely uh, creative community. Yeah,
0: for sure. Okay, cool. Now, obviously filmmaking is a process. Is there ever a point working on a project where you know it's going to be a hit? Like Chopper, for example. Still the highest grossing R-rated film in Australian film history.
1: Right, right, right. Well, I think actually they recently lost that place on the mantle to Wolf of Wall Street um, with Leonardo DiCaprio. But you're right, it certainly certainly held its own for a long period of time. But look, uh, to answer your question, I mean, there's certainly a sense that you are doing something different, um, perhaps even special, but you never truly know how it will translate to an audience. I mean, how can you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But there are moments sometimes where you do feel it. Oh I man, a, a story springs to mind. I remember bumping into Eric Banner a little while after Chopper was released, perhaps a few weeks before Christmas. Yeah, and we were at a, a local shopping centre, you know, doing some Christmas shopping, and we had a chat and a catch up. And um, to be honest, no one was more surprised than Eric uh, at the film's success. Yeah, you know? really? Yeah, like he, he he was genuinely surprised. And um, <laughs> but what I do recall from that encounter was. Um, He wanted to buy some cigars. Oh, okay. And he didn't know much about cigars. Okay. So I'm a little bit of a cigar aficionado. So we we went to a local cigar shop and um, I helped him pick a couple of nice Cohibas. Okay. And I uh, asked him what the occasion was. And he said he was off to Morocco to shoot a film. Um, and I asked him what the name of the film was, and it happened to be Black Hawk Down. Oh wow! Right, right, yeah. which was pretty much the, the catalyst for his yeah his career. Pretty much. Well, well, other than Chopper. Well, other than Chopper, right? But it certainly was a great springboard for totally.
0: Over- internationally.
1: Yeah, particularly in Hollywood, and yeah. yeah, I mean that was the last time I saw Eric, and um, as they say the <laughs> as they say the rest is history. Okay,
0: I've got a true or false for you. When you auditioned for Chopper, you arrived early and you were rehearsing with an acting mate outside, just out the entrance of the casting studio.
1: You've done your research.
0: I have. (laughs) Okay. 30 minutes later, you saw a helicopter flying close overhead and minutes later, you were swooped on by a 15-man SWAT team, or SOGGIES as we call them here. Apparently, someone driving by thought they actually witnessed a crime and called it in. True or false? Um, that, 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 that is... (laughs)
1: It is crazy, but that is actually true. What? Right, and and Andrew Dominic, the director, and uh, casting agent Greg Apps actually um, quickly came out, of course. Yeah, and right. Explained to our uh, <laughs> law enforcement agencies that we were actually, you know, doing a movie about Chopper, and right. um, but look, the, the the bottom line to that, it was all good in the end. Um,
0: you didn't well, go we,
1: away in handcuffs. No, no, definitely not. And um, uh, you know, we went inside and did the audition, and you know, took a few selfies with our. With Victoria's finest. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I actually gave um, Greg Apps, the casting director, uh, the script with all my scribbled notes on it and, and recall saying to him something along the lines of, how much reality do you want? <laughs> and, and three days later got a call and obviously got the part. Oh, wow. So, true story.
0: Okay, another true or false. Sam Worthington... Sent you a personal note before filming commenced on Deadline Gallipoli. Does that ring a bell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I take
1: the fifth? No, no, look, he's, he's a great guy, and that is actually true as well. Um, yeah, true. And what did it say? Well, it was personal. <laughs> <laughs> that is okay. You <laughs> but look, the, the, the general gist of that was... Um, you know, to obviously welcome me aboard. This yeah. is obviously in the pre-production stage, to welcome yeah. to welcome me aboard. And Sam was actually co-producing Deadline and Gallipoli. Um, so he sent me a lovely personal note. Um, and the crux of it was essentially, uh, you know, how passionate he felt about the project. Yeah. Um, and, and it, you know, he eloquently expressed what it meant to him. Um and just wanted to wish me well. So that was kind of the general gist of what he was saying. Lovely. Without, uh, without going into too without going into the specifics. So look I I I think I think the underlying subtext of that was don't fuck it up. Yeah, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, clear as crystal. Yeah, but look look, great guy, and I have nothing but nice things to say about Sam, yeah.
0: Staying on the theme of true or false, um is it true you spent some time with Former refugees uh, in preparation
1: for your role on safe harbor yeah, um, look safe harbor was a special project obviously that dealt uh, with asylum seekers and um, uh, that that that's that's also true yeah look we um, look uh, look i I was extremely humbled um, that that whole experience was amazing um, and and you know these former uh, refugees were very generous with their time um, humbling experience. And look, I think when you, when you are involved in a project like that, that's dealing with such a hard hitting subject matter, um, you most definitely feel the weight of that responsibility and you want to get it right. Totally. Um, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, and there was some close, um, bonds formed with who, who I still keep in touch with, by the way, with those former refugees, which would probably be not appropriate to mention who they were. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, some some close bonds formed and, you know, we'll st- still keep in touch till this date. And, um, yeah, look, that was a very special project to me and I still hold that uh, close to my heart, you know.
0: I know you're a big advocate of diversity on screen. I
1: mean, thankfully, there's been a lens put on that today.
0: What are your views on this new movement in the film and television industry, both here and overseas?
1: In regards to diversity on yeah. screen? Um, look, Joey, I think the image of... Australia, well, not only Australia, but, you know, here and abroad that is reflected to us in film and TV has been, well, obviously the subject of a lot of debate of late. Um, the main point of contention being why are our culturally diverse societies not being reflected accurately? Yeah, totally. Um, and the argument that seems to constantly get thrown back is that the production industry is merely responding to consumer demand, right. um, but in the last three years, I would say that simply doesn't wash anymore. Yeah. And there has been, um, like a, a substantial effort, um, made by all concerned to, 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 properly match what's happening on our screens with what's happening on our streets and yeah. vice versa. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's already evidence to suggest that we are moving in the right direction with films like black Panther, yeah. especially the Oscar. So white campaign a few years back. Yeah. Um, But there's obviously still a long way to go, you know. And what I would say is that the day this ceases to become a topic of conversation um, is the day that it becomes a non-issue.
0: Do you feel like some of the projects you've been involved in have contributed to the diversity discussion? I mean, films like Ali's Wedding or Safe Harbour, for example?
1: Look, both productions were rewarded with critical acclaim and a, a slew of awards. I think the combined total in the end was something like 11, 12 wins and 35 nominations for both productions. And the reason I say that is because hopefully that highlights that there is a consumer demand. Yeah, right. And that is in the interests of key creatives and and, and power brokers to create more content in a similar vein. Totally. Um, You know, if not from a moral or societal position, then from a commercial perspective. Yeah. Because either way you look at it, it is in the best interests of everyone, especially the audience. Mm. Um, it proves that diversity strengthens our storytelling. Yeah. Um, and that there is a real market for stories with a diverse tapestry of colour, race, gender, class. I mean, we need more of them.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Both here and abroad. Totally. You've also
0: written, directed, and produced a lot of your own projects, most with a central theme of social consciousness. Um I know you lost a close friend to suicide a while back. Has that been a driving force, a catalyst, if you will, for those
1: kind of projects? Right, right. Yeah, look, uh, <clears throat> absolutely. I mean, it was definitely a it was definitely a different journey um, from that point on. Um, you know, I think immediately after that, uh, I, I wrote, produced, and directed a, a little film called Death Letter, mm-hmm. which won um, uh, the Sydney Peace Festival film award and mm-hmm. and and yeah i mean that, that was cool but what was more important was that work um that particular piece of work yeah. um was my therapy right um
0: as all art is yeah at its best
1: absolutely joey and, and you know i think you find the strength to overcome the pain and the great thing about the arts as you said is that you have a vehicle yeah um to channel that in a positive way yeah Um, and I'm extremely grateful for that. So, um, you know, what I would say, um, in that situation is that it's not shameful to share. Yeah.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah.
1: And what I mean by that is, you know, to reach out and let the people around, you know, what's going on. Yeah. Um, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So what's next for Robert Rabia? Got anything exciting coming up?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, we have a, a, a feature film called Below, which is being released in August. Um, awesome. Yeah, cool. It's very cool. I mean, that will premiere at the Melbourne International Film Festival and then receive a nationwide release through Madman Entertainment. Amazing. Yeah, very cool. I mean, a lot of love went into that production. That was filmed um, uh, in a few places, you know, up in uh, Western Australia, South Australia, et cetera. And awesome. um, it's kind of like a bit of a. I don't know how to describe it. I mean, okay. you'll see it, but it's got a great cast. You know, Anthony, Anthony LaPaglia's in it, Ryan Corr. I mean, you know, we have some amazing people attached. And right, um, awesome. it was a special experience, and I can't tell you too much about it because yeah, it's still... No in, spoilers? No, no spoilers. It's still in the early days of being edited. But yeah. yeah, like I said, that will premiere at the Melbourne International Film Festival. Awesome. Receive a nationwide release. But... Um, after that, look, of course, there's this podcast, which, you know, I'm excited to be collaborating with you on. Yeah. Um, we Strange. have, yeah, it's really cool, man. And we have a host of artists lined up. Yeah. Um, a
0: lot of people to be excited
1: about. Yeah, this. yeah. We're, uh, hopefully in the next episode, we'll have uh, Nicole Shamoon on there, who's just been recently nominated for her second Logie for her role on The Ropes. Wow. Yeah, and that will be really cool. So um, Nicole's going to make the time yeah. to, 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 you know, when she finds the time. Because uh, she's a busy lady, but you know we work together on Safe Harbour and a few other projects and um, she's pretty excited about coming in and telling her story as well. So yeah, it should be fun. Amazing. Well, thanks for your time Robert. Joey, thank you, really appreciate
0: it. Mate. You've been listening to the showbiz podcast with Robert Rafia and Joey Sowery.